Hey everyone, it's me, Ed, back this week with another mental podcast. The last one of the series, the last one of 2020. Hope you're all doing all right. It's been a bit of a shocker this year, bit of a shocker to end the year. So sending out my love to everyone. And I know it's going to be a tough Christmas, but we will get through this and just, uh, yeah, maybe reach out to those friends and chat up old old pals and just uh, call up and reconnect with people and I think we need these connections right now so just pick up the phone and help out a friend we all need to have a good chat this time of year and uh, yeah if you could do that and reach out all the better big up the mental health anyway I've had an interesting week without a mobile broke my mobile phone so uh, yeah throw me way back back to the 80s Uh, It's been an interesting experiment. So um, here goes, last uh, chat of the year with a good friend of mine, Kaylee, up in Scotland. We talk about all sorts of things, health, nutrition, um, taking advantage of these Scottish lands to bathe in the nature and bathe in those lochs. Yeah, great chat with Kaylee super kind of her to be so open and hope you enjoy it uh please subscribe share this podcast with your friends family those in need let's talk more converse more connect more even at this crappy time big love to you have a great christmas join me back here january 6th for a new set of uh, podcasts with some wonderful people coming up in 2021 the future is bright doesn't seem it right now stay positive reach out to those friends and uh, those in need and uh, have a great christmas see you in january bye this week's podcast i'm super excited because i have kaylee we met 2019 over in germany on a amazing cycle trip so kaylee how are you doing first of all nice to have you on the on the podcast pumped to be here with you while my youngest is napping so I'm this freedom right now to do anything and this is like the best thing ever to do during his nap (laughs) yes yeah so you've got you've got three kids I do I have a seven-year-old and a four-year-old who are both at school and then I have basically a baby that just uh, just turned one not that long ago on the 11th of November wow it's amazing because so you're fitting in you've got to just fit in things when you can basically yeah I timed his naps and it took a while to get him down so that I could be on today. And, oh my God, uh, I'm super grateful for that. Amazing. Thanks so much. He went on that ride with us, our, our trip. He was cycling with me back then. Isn't that crazy? Exactly. So, exactly. So that is the last the last time we saw each other. We did a ride together with our amazing Healing Hand Cycling Club. Big up to everybody out there listening. Um Yes, we did a ride from Geneva to Dusseldorf, 800k in eight days. And Kaylee, yes, how many how many weeks were you pregnant? I forget. I was by the end of the ride, I was jumping into my second trimester right about then. Incredible. <laughs> my my outfit, our our team jersey was barely zipping up. It was like bursting. <laughs> I remember and. I remember one day we did 150k and you were just like there you were like on it it was just you were so inspiring that day I was just like wow when I do the podcast you're going to be on it because you're an inspiration so I'm so glad that you made it on here so 
So you're a mother of three and you've got many amazing qualities. So cycling is one. What else do you like to get up to up there in Scotland? So I'm a Canadian that lives in Scotland and I like to still do all the things that I loved in Canada, regardless of the colder weather here. Yeah. So that means I spent a lot of time on the water. I grew up on a lake, a little lake called Lake St. Clair in Canada, and I grew up boating and skiing and wakeboarding. So I don't necessarily do all those things. Uh, I do instead, I wild swim, I stand up paddleboard, even in the month of December. I, I love triathlons. That's probably my absolute fave. I love adventure. So anything out, outdoor adventure, hiking up Monroe's, all that kind of things, uh, trying to make the most of where I live at the same time. And I see you like you basically take your kids everywhere. You do everything, don't you? You take them out in the water. It's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're good sports. That's all they've ever known, though, I think, like from the time they're like I'm growing them, you know, they're involved in it. And then yeah. from the time they come into the world, we, we choose to use our bodies to get where we need to go most of the time. So, for example, in the month of October, we chose not to use our car. And that meant we cycled everywhere. We ran nice. everywhere. And the kids did the same. So it's just kind of and we explain the why and they're all for it. Most most of the time when it's pouring, <laughs> not, not as keen. So why is the water important to you? I feel like I knew from the time I was a little girl that I... I told my dad and I was I was really young. I said, Dad, I don't get why you live here in Canada. You love the water so much. You can only enjoy it for so many months. Yeah. Like I when I'm older, I'm going to live somewhere where I can be on that water and that water year round. I remember saying that to him. It's going to be warm. Well, it's not warm here in Scotland. And I think the reason why is that I just feel alive. Like I feel I feel more myself. I feel clarity in my in my head. I feel uh, energized is a big thing yeah and I, I just feel joy so much joy when I'm amazing that's so water. good joy beautiful word <laughs> yeah I love that so you just it is so revitalizing isn't it and I guess you're still getting in the into the into the cold water this time of year yeah and to be honest I never thought ever I can't even say a million years ever that I would be the girl that would go into Scottish waters December. Uh, and it was because of lockdown. I think that's one of the blessings that hit. Oh. I would, I love swimming and I couldn't be at the pool when that kicked off. And yeah. I saw people in the locks and I thought, okay, I've got a wetsuit. Uh, let's try this out. And it allowed me to have, to still be able to swim. And then the, the summer months went on, it became fall. And so the time and the water shortened a bit, but I, I, yeah, I got used to it and I craved it. It, it was, uh, so I am the girl that goes in cold water and I never thought I'd be that person. Amazing. I have Raynaud's, um, I have an autoimmune. So typically that's why I wanted to live somewhere warm year round is I've never been a fan of the cold and okay. now it's not impacting me the same. And I think it's actually the practice of learning how to breathe, kind of the Wim Hof method. Yeah, It is changing my body and how it functions amazing so you're finding the cold water is actually helping your autoimmune <laughs> yeah, <helping> me with <laughs> yeah amazing i mean it's just yeah i'm i've i'm doing this sort of beginner's course mm. so i've been doing it for the last few weeks and um yeah it's true you get addicted to that cold rush yes i mean i'm just basically jumping in the pool and i'm not moving i'm just 
I'm like in there for three minutes and just breathing it. And that initial panic you get, it's like your body says, what are you doing? Get out. <laughs> and then I find like after two minutes, there's just this sort of serenity comes over and you're just like, oh yeah, the cold, as Wim says, the cold is your friend. Yeah, the numbness sets in. And... <laughs> <laughs> but when you get out, it's so exhilarating. It is. It's. I was saying that to Kev last night, my husband, uh, we got out of the water and we weren't feeling the cold. Like we, I, we weren't shivering. We learned. And when we first started, we would be shivering when we got out. And with the breath technique now, we're, it's like bliss. Just like you said, it, it, it just feels amazing. Yeah, it's great. So you brought up Kev. How did you meet Kev? Let's have a, how, how did this all happen that you came to Scotland? and? <laughs> Kevin is Scottish, so that's why we're here. He's from a little town called Port Soy. Uh, we live in the Highlands. I met him when I didn't want to meet anyone. It was in my third year of university. He transferred in. Uh, we were over in Lamoni, Iowa on football scholarships and studying and our football teams were very close or soccer, depending where you live and you're listening. I'm not talking about American football. Yeah. Uh, so we both played and our teams traveled together and we met that way. And it was, yeah, he, he was mega shy at first. I thought he was just really conceited to be honest. And, <laughs> and I don't have time for, I don't have time for someone like that. Uh, but it turns out he was just really shy and he started talking to me found me on msn if you can remember back to those days uh, msn messenger and Brilliant. he couldn't talk to me in person but he would stay up all night talking to me over the computer and <laughs> <laughs> eventually we started hanging out and he we became best friends and one day it hit me that i was like falling for him and we've been together ever since beautiful and yeah. so you you do a lot together, don't you? Like I see on Instagram, you get in the water together. And tell me about triathlons. Why Why are they so important to you? Yeah, we uh, we do a lot together. I think that's what drew us together was being active. And with three kids, it can be very easy to uh, have the kids come first, and you know, and you can lose your relationship in that and lose yeah. yourself even. And that's something we have promised to each other. We will we will do the things that together that make our relationship close. So triathlons came into play not till probably like 2012. And I was really into running. Well, after football, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was used to training two days a week. And um, so I started running and I really enjoyed that. And uh, it's a very independent yet community felt sport. Yeah. It's a lot of pounding though, distance running. And um, I loved being in the water and someone said, oh, have you ever thought about doing a triathlon? Yeah. And so I was living in Toronto at the time, Kevin and I, and uh, there's a lot of amazing organized races. There's a milk series. There's uh, quite a few and they have triathlons. So I just wore shorts and like a sports bra. I didn't have any of the gear uh, and tried it out. And the community within triathlons was like even better than the running community. Oh, I really? like a family it was a such a um tight knit and they all cheer each other on and it was yeah. like absolutely anyone and everyone was doing it that you didn't have to be a certain way and when I started doing it I got back to the water and something I had 
going away to university in Iowa, there's no locks, there are lakes and this tea, you're, you're in the Midwest. Yeah. So it brought me back to swimming and the cycling was not something I had ever done. However, I, I quickly fell in love with that. And I found I got stronger in all disciplines, having the break uh, from not just pounding all the time, my body got yeah. stronger. And yeah, so I, I just, I was addicted, like kind of like the cold water and um it's it's it is true it's nice to break up the training isn't it yes so yes, to, to vary the training is so good i think for the mind and the body just lessens the impact and and it gives you a new way to explore like the bike you get to see so much more than you do running yeah you go so much further and then the swimming is just so it quiets my mind like being in the water there's no noise or distraction that way have you managed to do a triathlon this year <laughs> Was it like a virtual? Uh, yes, I've done with Ironman. I've done quite a few of their series. So they had the VR, uh, different series. So I've done a half Ironman. I've done quite a few wow. different ones. Hang on, half Ironman. How did this work? Like you just. <laughs> so virtually it meant that uh, you had the weekend is how they did it from like a Friday to Sunday. Okay. Typically it's done in a day. Um, but because of lockdown at the time, you could only go outside for a certain amount of hours. <laughs> they had to break it up. Um, so you could do it on a trainer. You could do it outside or like however you wanted to break it up. And um, and it could be run cycles. The, there wasn't um, a lot of times to be run um, cycle and run again is yeah. what they did. for the. Uh, but what I would go, I, I would do it in the water. I just find a lock and I'd swim in it. Um, and then we've one of our friends, he runs a triathlon club called Aurora Tri Triathlon over in Port Soyan. He ran some training fitness. They can't call it official races. So training fitness triathlons. And okay. uh, they've been more like sprint distance and we swam in the sea. And um, yeah, so we've we've done two of those now. And it's like 20K on the bike, a swim and a run. Wow. And how did you feel after? It, it feels good to be like back on um, bike. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's been years really since I've done triathlons. This is kind of last year was going to be the official year of me getting back into it. When I moved to Scotland, I kind of stopped yeah. and I got back on the bike when I was training with you guys. Um, but otherwise, I hadn't experienced a triathlon race since having a year after having Isla. So uh, it, it had been, wow, like five years probably. And so um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is why, why is sport so important for you? So I think sport is important to me because it, I get energy from it. it. It feels like me. I feel alive, similar with that water that I spoke about, clears my mind. And I also feel like in sport, I connect to my higher self or my vision of what I can see it clearer. I can get an alignment or vibrational alignment with it mm -hmm. when I'm moving my body. I, I find that it also gives me time for me yeah. because while I do a lot with the kids sport wise, I also do quite a bit by myself. And yeah. so it, it's just quiet. Mm -hmm. Even <laughs> with three kids, there's always someone asking you a question and yeah. they, um, and it's fun at the same time it, it is peace and I can even listen to a full book if I'm going for a long run you know I can download a book or an audible and 
Our so it's, it's it's a little escape, isn't it? But we need that. Yeah, completely. completely. Okay, so this is this is off the cuff, but what's the uh, what's your latest audio book? I, I jump. I'm jumping right now between like four different ones. Oh, okay. Um, and it's actually been more podcast, I would say, than um, audiobooks. Um, but everything's figure outable is one I've been listening to. I've been listening to one about our healthcare situation um, happening in the world. Uh, And then podcast wise, I quite recently was listening to your podcast as well as. um, Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And then I I really love uh, Jesse and Lauren. They, um, oh my goodness. It's bad. I can sometimes not remember the name of the podcast, but he he owns a company called Picky Bars. He was an Ironman. She was a U.S. runner. And they talk again. It's short and sweet. And I like that. Um, And they talk everything from sport, business and marriage. So it suits it suits me because I feel like um, I can relate to all the topics they're speaking about. You've you've tied this in so well because. My next question was about you're an entrepreneur. You work with doTERRA with the essential oils. I wanted to know how does that work for you? How does it inspire you? Yeah. So uh, being an entrepreneur, I love it because I feel like it creates, um, I have full control of my destiny. I was at one point in my life, a teacher and you knew your max income of what you're going to earn. You knew what you, your curriculum and it stayed quite similar where with this, I feel like I can have a larger impact on people. Yeah. Um, I love being in that health field and teaching. I taught physical education health. At the same time, I wasn't having the impact I want. So working within doTERRA, I'm still teaching on the similar subjects, but I can Im- impact a whole family and hundreds and thousands of families. Yeah. And I love that, uh, whether it's detoxing their home, um, bringing like just living cleaner and feeling more alive and working with their mental health, all of it. So those would be some of the benefits I find um, that I like. And then definitely the schedule and having, you know, flexibility. Yeah, with uh, three kids, it's like you've got yeah. to juggle so much. So I can work around my husband's work who isn't, he doesn't have the same flexibility as me. And I can choose what to say yes or no to. Yeah. Um, I built part-time really while I've had a family. So I build when they're at school or they're napping or mm. they're sleeping. It's kind of how I've gone about it. Amazing. Nutrition is big in your life, isn't it? Yeah. Tell me about. It's, tell me it's about. Foundational. <laughs> it's the foundation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely the foundation. It, on a personal level, it changed my life. So I mentioned earlier, I have an autoimmune. I had issues with kidney stones, a ton of different things going wonky with my body. And even though I studied health, nutrition wasn't even a part of my degree really like yeah. they they didn't really go into it so it was something I started studying on the side to to work on my own body back in uni and I learned basically that I had a leaky gut and I had okay. candida overgrowth I liked I have quite a big sweet tooth but I, I ate a lot of refined sugar I didn't understand healthy food and the impact it had on me I grew up with a mom that was busy working who often brought home fast food, you know, because that was a generation um, as well as what she did because she was working so many hours. It was all about hard work is what means success at that time. So by clean, like I didn't even like vegetables. I didn't like, (laughs) I didn't, I 
at all. I like cheese. I like breads and that's basically it and sweet stuff. Um, and what about I, when you met Kev? What, was How was it when you met Kev? Were you on that journey already or? No, not at all. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not at all. And so it was something I started diving into probably around the time I met him and it just grew and I started learning how to cook. That's the thing, learning how to cook with spices. Like I saw vegetables as you have a salad, you pour lots of ranch dressing on to make it taste good because it doesn't <laughs> good otherwise. Yeah, yeah. You know, how would I like every meal I grew up with either had like chicken on it or it was around meat, you know, all the time. So I didn't know how how delicious plants could be or that you could actually have meals that were basically that's it and grains and legumes and things. So I learned how to cook and that changed everything, yeah. you know, and the more I learned and ate these foods, my better, my body felt better. I had more energy. I had no issues with kidney stones. I, you know, my thyroid, like all these things started changing for me and I didn't need to be on medication and I didn't need. Crazy. So I just kept learning and kept making changes and it wasn't overnight. It was very slow, yeah. uh, you know, cut out like a lot of gluten. I still have gluten sometimes, but I started reducing that amount. And I now have refined sugar, but I, I was, I gave it up till I was able to get rid of that addiction. And then I, I have it as and when, but I make a lot of sweet things just with natural sugars instead. So, um, yeah, I see you post a lot amazing recipes and stuff on, on Instagram. Does that in, like inspire you to keep sort of finding new, new things? Yeah. Yeah, it does. I, I never want my kids to think they can't have that it's one way or the other, just because you eat you eat cleaner doesn't mean that you can't still have sweet things like cookies or um so we will ask them what they're interested in they are incorporated into making these things and we just find a healthier version for it they didn't grow up with the same like sugar being pushed at them from a very young age when they have something like they they like dark chocolate they like all foods like they like kale like I never even knew what kale was (laughs) yes all hail the kale yeah um so it's it's so interesting to watch because if they had like a they're to have a more of a milk chocolate they think it's too sweet yeah and that's bizarre to me because I loved all that stuff and it's it's really what you grew up with and yeah totally it can change it's amazing like you talked about just um do you think keeping learning is that important to use in whatever you do? Yeah. And I think that's another reason why I love entrepreneurship is because it's a continual growth of self-discovery and of, you know, growth work. So, yes, I'm all about I, I love learning. Yeah, I love courses and reading. And It was it's interesting. I was listening recently to Laird Hamilton on Rich Roll podcast. Love and he it. was talking about just having that beginner's mind with whatever you do and I think it's it's not easy to have that but to go into something just with sort of a, a naivety or just keeping open and I think that's it's a good skill to have isn't it yeah I think it's it's we forget it uh I as a kid it, that is what it is yeah. you know you, my son who just learned to walk how many times he you know start with fall 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 and gets back up and tries again yeah and it's having that grace with ourselves that we, like you said, um, we are beginners. Like, why do we expect ourselves not to be when we're doing something new? Yeah. Like, it, it takes 
a lot of, and as humans, <laughs> it takes us usually making the same mistake a few times before we, we change it up. Yeah. And yet we always try to like not have the faults, but yeah. it's kind of like education we learn so much more from making mistakes. And I, I struggled with that, to be honest. Like I, I feel like I, um, in my past, I was in that perfectionist mindset. I didn't want yeah. to do something that was perfect. And um, it was so limiting and stressful. And yeah. I still battle. Like I can see it come up at times um, that I have to work through it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you with that 100%. Um, before I forget, because I reckon you've got a super interesting one. What is your morning routine? Yeah, so I get up before my kids. Otherwise, like, it just feels like a rush. So usually that's somewhere in between five and six. It kind of depends on my youngest when he's nursed through the night. Yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> and I typically, like, I'll get up. I keep coconut oil in my bathroom, my oil pole. I, like, tongue scrape oil pole, yeah. um, lemon oil, and coconut and while I'm doing that, I do my gratitude journal. Okay, a bit of journaling, yeah. Yeah, so usually I have a process in my journal. So it's like gratitude. It includes um, writing down my top 10 big goals for my, like my future, and I visualize okay. them. And I, I also write down like a quote for the day. I'll write down, in addition, what could go wrong in the day? Uh, okay. Because my perfectionist mindset typically wants everything to line up, you know, perfect, and it yeah. never does. So when I make myself aware of the things that could possibly swing the day, then I can uh, digest it better. So uh, I do that. I write down my top three things to action based on whatever main goal I want to focus on for the day. And Great, then yeah. I eat my frog first is usually what I do. Uh, yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, it's a great book. Great book. <laughs> Uh, so which which to anyone who's not read the book that's can you describe what's eating the frog basically working on the thing that you probably want to avoid <laughs> <laughs> or the thing that seems the most challenging or hardest like taking small bites at that yeah uh, first thing versus you know the cleaning the house the putting the dishes away all those to-dos that are easy getting the biggest things where your mind is fresh and you've got more energy uh, because otherwise sometimes if you leave them to last, they get pushed off, pushed off, and I procrastination occurs. So, and do you do you find this morning routine helps with your your mental health? And yeah, I find especially like being in a state of gratitude and zoning in on what's important to me, then allows me to feel good, like positive, and I'm able to attract more of that in the day. I'm in a calmer state, and and before like in this time zone, before the kids get up, I'm changed. The breakfast is ready for them, so it's just it's running smooth. Like diffusers are on, music is on, and yes. we're we're really raising our vibration. Like I'm raising mine, and then I'm setting the tone for the kids to do the same. So good, so good. We're gonna get to the music later. Um, so obviously this year's been pretty tough. I wanted to know what what has been your biggest mental challenge this year my inner child work so I alluded a little bit earlier I uh, in my mind success is always I grew up with it being success is what comes from hard work yes and lots of work like more than 40 hours a week kind of thing you know doing quality work in a shorter time and seeing success at the same time I get pulled into 
that busy, like you've got to be busy for yourself to be successful. So I think with, because of lockdown and everything, I, I fell back into that a bit. I think because I'm in my home more, Mm -hmm. it's becoming a little bit more online versus an in-person events is what I, I really enjoy doing workshops that way. It's catching myself and not getting angry with myself either. Like having love and grace through it as I um, pour some more time into pulling out that inner child and really um, re reprogramming my brain essentially. So the biggest thing mentally has been reprogramming my brain around that and that um, abundance can come in so many different forms, knowing that I'm worth that abundance too, without being busy and working crazy hours. Yeah, totally. We're, we're so much in society. It's about seen to be busy and, and yeah. not sort of the effectiveness of how we are. Uh, yeah, I love that. Okay, one little thing, being up in Scotland, I love a bit of porridge. What's your thoughts on porridge? <laughs> oh, we have it a lot, to be honest. Uh, we had it this morning. I We use porridge in many different things, from smoothies. We'll add a few tablespoons in to on its own, and it's all about the toppings, right? So, like, this oh, one. Yes, totally. Now, this is a real <laughs> topic for me. What's your, what's your toppings? Okay, so today it was... Um, Raspberry chia seed jam was one of the toppings on it. Yes, um, kind of a bit of a crunch to it. Yeah, and then uh, we do homemade granola was in there. Uh, we had a little bit of maple syrup uh, for sure, yes. peanut butter, uh, melted with some coconut oil drizzled on. and mm. So it was like strawberries sliced up, bananas, and we had pomegranate seeds and yeah, so that was today's. So good. Uh, what's your thoughts on savoury porridge? Oh, yeah. So I, we do do savoury porridge. We'll mix it with lentils sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah? Um, yeah, we like savoury porridge. Oh, she glows. I don't know if you've heard of that cookbook before. No. So she, the the cook or the writer of the book is Angela Lydon, and she's from Canada. So it's one of my favourite plant-based cookbooks. and. Okay. And and she has some really good savory oats and like recipes in there. So we'll do like it'll have like a veggie stock. We'll combine with it. We'll maybe oh, do wow. some a tamari, uh, like, and then we'll kind of use that as a base of a Buddha bowl. That sounds good. It's something I've got to try. I've never stepped into the savory world of porridge, but it's literally something I have to. Yeah. I literally have to have it every day. You mix it with some lentils, get some uh, sweet potatoes on there roasted and like yeah. broccoli roasted, cauliflower, you know, it'll be delish. Um, what about uh, vegan cheese? Do you have any success well, making your own? Yeah, we, we definitely make our own. Um, but I've got a girl here that is the best, makes that's her her business and she's the best in the world at it, in my oh, opinion. Really? What's, uh, an, what's the name of the cheese? Um, Left Coast Culture. Okay. And I think you'll see it probably Europe wide, hopefully within this year. Um, Yeah, Ella's her name and she is insane. So she makes like the best brie I've ever had. It tastes like real brie or better, actually better. Um, She makes her blue cheese. Like she's got all the, you know, so if you're in Scotland, I'll hook you up. Yeah, that's a treat. Yeah, it's, it's such a treat. So. Okay, so finally, let's get to it. Music, I know you love music. 
I remember I remember us all dancing on our Healing Hands ride. Most mornings we'd have a little boogie. Um, what are your top tunes this year? I know you've got several. I'm allowing yeah. you to have several this time. Okay. Um, one of them is Hollow Coves, The Woods. Okay. They have like the regular version, acoustic version. They're both really good. Um, they're from Australia. I There's something about the, the sound. It's like a warming. I just feel warmth when I listen to it. I love being in the woods and forest bathing and that song does it for me. It, it is, it brings that into my home. Uh, another one would be higher love and no, not the newer version that they've remixed that it's, it's fun too with the Whitney Houston, but Steve Winwood, Steve uh, Winwood, higher love. Yeah. It's an old song. They, yeah. they remixed it this year with Whitney Houston, but I love the original. So how do you not know this song yet? I thought you were I've been living in a cave. <laughs> you'll know it as soon as you hear it. You'll be like, ah, yes. Um, it's not the really high pitch one, is it? Send me a higher love. That's that's a remix with Whitney Houston. So ah. don't have that. The original. Okay. Um, could you sing me a version? No, um, <laughs> I can play it, but no. <laughs> Boo. Okay, I, next. Another one is Breathe Again by Harrison Storm. Ooh. So these are kind of like indie songs. It's not everyone's cup of tea. These ones that not not higher love, but the other ones I'm kind of mentioning. I think just I'm a, I'm a girl that loves lyrics. I love a good beat, but I also love what the song is saying and I connect to that. And yeah, I, I just think the timing of the music and the words is really beautiful with this um waking up and um from the darkness and stepping into the light so yeah love it thanks so much for your suggestions one last thing uh have you got a favorite quote yes this changes quite a bit too gonna be honest like i said i read a quote every morning in my book but one of my favorites and it's been my favorite one of my favorites for a few years now Okay. okay self it's uh there's a book called Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. Here's a quote. I'm talking to that part of you today. I'm talking to that part of you who yearns for more. That part of you who knows exactly what you want beyond all else. To that part of you who effortlessly believes that anything's possible and that it's possible in an instant. I'm talking to that part of you who longs to break right on through that self-imposed ceiling your mind has created out of fear, lack, should, and could to smash and shatter it into a billion little pieces. I'm talking to that part of you who longs, who dreams, who dances, who wishes, to the part of you who, that cheers, that laughs, that leaps, that bounds, to that part of you who truly wants the best for others because it deeply knows that there is more than enough to go around. I'm talking to that part of you who knows what you want and that exact next step to get there. To that part of you who knows you are not broken, and it isn't the slightest bit interested in perpetuating the story that says it's so. To that part of you who knows the way and longs to guide the rest of you back home. Today, that's the part of you I'm talking to. And I'm asking it to step forward and lead the way. Beautiful. Amazing. Thanks so much for reading that out. It's amazing. Well, we're going we're gonna to finish it there. It seems like a great spot to finish. So thanks so much for joining me today, Kaylee. You're welcome, Ed. Thank you for having me. Have a beautiful Christmas. 